Hi, my name is Anna Kenny, and I'm the 2019 Shoals Marine Laboratory Communications Intern. I'm out on Appledore Island in the Isle of Shoals, just about eight miles off the coast of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Welcome to Sea Sustainable, a six-part series telling the story of the Sustainable Engineering Internship Program and the mission of sustainability at Shoals. Our remote island field station in the Gulf of Maine offers a unique opportunity for experiential learning in marine science. Sustainability and environmental stewardship are at the core of our mission, and for the last 15 years, the Sustainable Engineering Internship Program has employed undergraduate interns to advance the island's sustainable infrastructure. Over its 50-year history, Shoals Marine Lab has been a leading example for how to live sustainably. Here's how we do it. Having a septic tank on an island eight miles off the coast means an everyday habit, like bathroom breaks, requires careful planning. The design of island infrastructure is motivated by efficiency rather than convenience, and Shoals Marine Lab is committed to respecting the island we inhabit. We've built two leach fields on Appledore, and it is extremely important that the gray water we distribute is clean to minimize our impact. In keeping with our efforts for sustainability innovation, Shoals Marine Lab implemented a device called the Sledgehammer in one of the septic tanks on campus last summer. This aerates the tank, making the switch from anaerobic respiration, that is, without oxygen, to aerobic respiration, which speeds up the breakdown of solid waste. If the data collected this summer shows that the Sledgehammer is effective, more will be installed, and thousands of dollars that would have gone to pumping septic tanks can be put towards research, education, and sustainability. Two of our SEI interns for the summer of 2019, Sawyer and Valentine, discussed their work on this Sledgehammer project and the future of the project. Yeah, so we're doing the wastewater project, and so just to give you a little overview of how the system looks, is um, there's three septic tanks. Um, one is Bartell, where the staff lives. One is for all three dorms where the students live and one main grid where, where the kitchen, um, the grass lab, Hamilton, and founders um, all come to this tank. Um, and so basically there was a problem that every four years the tanks have to be pumped out, which can be really costly, up to $15,000. Um, so the engineers decided to work with this company, Sledgehammer, um, to install a new device to decrease that cost by not having to pump it out as often. And this sludge hammer device that was installed in 2018 was put in tank one of the dorm systems. So this device is supposed to use a proprietary uh, microbes, which will break down the solids um, completely and eliminate all solid buildups. And our project will be looking at seeing if this device will be feasible in implementing in the rest of the three systems. Um, so we've been taking Imhoff cone tests and sludge judge tests to see the buildup of sludge over, sludge over time um, and then seeing if this is worth implementing in the rest of the systems and... Yeah, so just to add on a little bit to that, um, the dorm systems only have toilets and sink water so the concentration is pretty high compared to a normal household uh, residence. 
it's pretty black water. So um, we're just trying to compare um, what this company provided and see if it can actually work on this kind of load and um, flow. Um, so yeah, we'll, we only have about four weeks of data, so we, we don't know if we can actually make a recommendation on whether we should buy more, but our hope is just to make an economic analysis of um, if the buildup is just being slowed, the, the rate of it, um, and if it would be worth it to maybe pump it only six years or, or eight years instead of the four years, um, just to see if it would be economically feasible. Yeah, and so how is success in this project or... Like, if you determine that the sledgehammer is really useful and is doing its job, how would success in that help the operations overall? So all three of the systems feed into uh, two different leach fields. So one, having eliminating all the waste that builds up in solids in the subject tanks. Um, it eliminates the cost of pumping, but it also stops solids from getting into leach field and clogging this up. So it saves the longevity of these leach fields so we don't have to bring as much material and the cost of all this in making um, new leach fields for the, for the island. So, Sawyer, can you just explain what a leach field is for people who might not know? Yeah, so a leach field is a type of wastewater disposal system where um, usually comes after a septic tank system, and this waste goes into a distribution box where it then flows into different pipes. And these pipes are perforated, and the waste kind of filters out through the pipes under the subsurface of the leach field. Uh, and in this leach field, there's usually like sand or gravel, so this waste kind of filters through and then usually gets cleaned um, into the water table that's below the leach field. Cool. So a lot of the infrastructure on Appledore is designed to work around our remote location, so it's sort of a necessity to think ahead. How does that apply to this project in particular? Yeah, for sure. Strolls definitely has to plan ahead in terms of the wastewater systems um, compared to the mainland most septic tank systems will be pumped out every few years and cost only a few hundred dollars. Um, that's just because it's super convenient for the trucks to pull up to that house and clean it out. Um, but compared to shoals, you have to have a huge barge come with trucks to clean out each of the septic tanks. Um, so that can cost, like we said before, up to $15,000. Um, so shoals definitely has to think ahead on how to you know, decrease that cost. Um, and so this project, as we were discussing before, the sludge judge, its aim is to decrease that buildup so we don't have to pump the in theory at all. Um, but just in the nature of the design, we may have to pump, um, you know, maybe in six or eight years. Um, so the hope is just to plan ahead and uh, decrease that cost out of necessity. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So basically, we're taking... Um, Imhoff cone tests. So we dip in this bottle and take a full sample of the wastewater underneath the surface layer and then later we wait an hour to see how much of the solids have settled. Um, so basically there will be a liquid layer and a solid layer and we just measure how much solids are in that sample. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I hope I got that. So we're using this sludge judge, which is about a five-foot clear tube. And we stick it in the tube all the way down to the bottom. And it collects all the liquids and solids in the tube once we raise it up so we can see how much settled solids um, have settled to the bottom of the tank.
year I really like the compost and toilets, mostly because they I've seen other compost and toilets, mm-hmm. and they're so easy to use. Yeah. And yeah. And the fact that you can just take what's in there out into the compost and use it, um, it's really yeah, it's so really self-sufficient. Nice. I don't know. It's just it makes me feel good to use it. You know, yeah. I'll actually come here instead of going to the dorm right, to go yeah. to the bathroom because I'd rather use this one than you know, use the water that we would waste. The great thing about composting toilets are that they're both conservative and productive. As a result of their insulation, Shoals saves 20 to 25,000 gallons of water and excrements generate fertile soil. The first thing you'll notice is the lack of smell as fans suck air down into the toilet and release it through the vent on the roof. When you press the button labeled flush, a low hum begins. And here come the bubbles. Nipidol soap and just three to six ounces of water create a foam which works to move the waste down the chute. Then the microorganisms begin their task. After a few weeks, with occasional turning, voila! Waste is chemically stable and the volume is reduced by 90%. It's almost like topsoil, and it's perfectly safe to take it right out of the tank. Composting is one of the newer sustainable practices on Appledore. Our compost system is a great example of how sustainability can be incorporated in a process from start to finish. It begins with careful planning, like planning to charge electronics during the day to take advantage of our excess solar energy, or planning meals and ways to repurpose leftovers the way our kitchen does to reduce food waste. Then comes designing, creating systems to minimize impact. Finally comes creating, which changes the way we utilize resources. An apple door that's generating power from the sun, or someday using food waste to grow more food. I sat down with kitchen staff, Kate, and island engineer, Jack, to discuss this newest system on Appledore and the way it can reduce our impact and minimize work for our kitchen staff. Hi, I'm Kate. I uh, help run the kitchen out here at Shoals. And I'm Jack. I'm one of the engineers out here. Awesome. So, I'm really interested in how you manage waste on an island like this. Obviously, most of the things you take on the island have to stay here or it's inconvenient to remove them. Uh, So my question for you, Kate, is uh, how challenging is it to deal with food waste and planning when you're working to feed so many people here? Well, the first step in managing food waste, I would say, is planning um, our meals based around the numbers of people that we have and trying really hard to make sure that we make just the right amount of food to feed everyone without having waste. And then in addition to that, um, we compost all of our food scraps and we also use a lot of our vegetable scraps to make vegetable stock, which we use in soups and sauces and things like that. Okay. We definitely have to come up with certain creative solutions. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we have so much compost that it definitely takes innovation to get it to where it's going, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Jack has a lot to say about. Yeah, just as far as managing the volume of, of food waste that, that we do get. Um, <clears throat> so this year we have 
kind of a, a new system from what we've done in the past, um, where instead of, uh, previously we had had essentially just large outdoor piles that were mostly unmaintained, okay. um, and our food waste system at that time was almost more of an out-of-sight, out-of-mind approach, mm -hmm. um, where we were, like you mentioned, we didn't have to bring it off-island, we could at least put it somewhere where it wasn't bothering anybody, um, and it would just kind of break down over time, and we would just kind of turn it into the dirt. Um, this year we have uh, essentially what's an in-vessel composting system. We have multiple vessels. Some are, uh, in terms of kind of innovating and, and coming up with creative solutions, we have some repurposed uh, fish totes, mm -hmm. and we also have repurposed some old sea tables awesome. um, into composting vessels. We essentially ran some ventilated pipe in them, and we turned them regularly and maintained them um, so we actually have active composting uh, that's producing a actually effective nutrient-rich compost product as opposed to the previous solution. Mm -hmm. What led to that upgrade or switch? After mm -hmm. having you know put up with the the system as it was last year, we all over the off season said, okay, something needs to be done about this. The system doesn't work very well. It stinks like literally. It was not yeah. pleasant to be around. Obviously, it was just rotting essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so all three of us kind of independently were like. We need to do something about this. What can we do about it that's going to be low maintenance? It's not going to impact uh, other people by making more work for people. Mm -hmm. um, and we all basically kind of came up with a solution of a passively ventilated in-vessel composting system that would rely on multiple vessels that we could uh, store up at the commons and fill as we were producing food waste and then bring down to kind of a staging area for further composting. Uh, so far that's worked really, really well. We're, we're still very much figuring it out this year. Yeah. Uh, we've had good success so far um, with this system. As far as I understand, it just comes down to getting kind of the balance between greens and browns, your kind of carbons and nitrogens, um, greens being the like food scraps and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and then browns being um, We'll add in paper towels from the bathroom. Um, we'll also add in wood shavings and like cardboard egg cartons and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, help try to balance out the nutrients in the compost. And effectively what we're really trying to do is create like an actively composting ecosystem. We've already been able to bring one of the compost vessels back into service because the waste broke down so quickly in there that we were able to dump out a pile that was maybe half the volume of what went into there and, and bring oh, that yeah. bucket back into service. So I, I think that's a kind of an indicator of, of this being a successful system. So I would say the ventilation through the passive uh, pipe ventilation and then also through turning and then balancing the greens and browns basically. The more we compost, the less we have to move waste off island, which takes not only a lot of fuel, but mostly a lot of, you know, human power and mm -hmm. energy Absolutely. goes into that. Right. <clears throat> you know, we want to try to get as many of the systems out here to be as kind of low impact on the environment, but also low impact on the staff right. out here as possible. Um, and I think it would be great if we could take the compost that we're creating and put that into our gardens and also possibly even like a food herb garden mm -hmm. and then that food waste is helping us to make more food and I think that would be a really neat way to kind of bring everything full circle. For listening to Sea Sustainable. If you'd like to learn more about Shoals Marine Laboratory and how you can get involved, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, or go to shoalsmarinelaboratory.org for tons of cool information. 
Check out our upcoming episodes on the freshwater, saltwater, wastewater, and power systems on Appledore, and follow the work of the 2019 Sustainable Engineering Interns. We hope that you'll tune in again, and if you have the chance, come out to Appledore. It's worth it.